Good morning, Shane. Buenos dias, mi amiga. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say "comsi comsa," but that's French. That's French. <laughs> I see you international over there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, bien. That's still French. Bueno. No, bien is a uh, is so Spanish bien, as well. Bien, it, bueno. They're all okay. versions of good, all right. well. I. How do I say that? I. 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 Yeah. Um. Yeah. How are you? Man, I'm doing my best to be my best. How are you doing? Oh yeah, I like that. I'm trying to make our banners, but why why are they not bannering? Okay. Um yeah, we like that banner. Everybody wants the scrolling banner. I like the scrolling banner better. Okay. I like the, the scrolling banner better. Like the, ticker. the ticker. Oh, let me get rid of this one. <laughs> okay. Um, so yesterday we were oh, sorry, something's in my eye. I opened my door and now my allergies are killing me. So yesterday we were, we were going to record and then we ended up just doing our Patreon because why do we do that? Oh, because we had our backgrounds on. So I guess we find it easier to just do Patreon than exactly. uh, <laughs> go with the flow. Two live recruiters. So who are we, Shane? Who are we, man? We are two seasoned, uncensored corporate veterans who are here to pass along the wisdom we received from lessons learned, from mistakes made, in hopes that you don't make the same mistake. But if you do. If you decide that mistake making is the thing that you want to do, if you decide to go ahead and <laughs> fuck, like, fuck it, I want to go ahead and make these mistakes <laughs> that they warned me not to make. And hopefully you can laugh while you because you grown because you grown and it's a choice. Yep, 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 yep. So, so, so before we jump into anything, yeah, okay. As many people may not understand that you are a foodie. At core, you love food. You oh, are a food. Man. Uh, you are you are a food connoisseur. My daughter sorts. and I both. We love my husband. He live. He eats to live. We live to live eat. To facts. And this, so, go ahead. With sorry. that understanding of your love of food and the fact that you are in the A, we gotta talk about what's going on with Keith Lee. If I don't know who Keith Lee is, he's a Homegrown food critic. This is a dude who loved to eat food and would get on. Would who I never heard of until last week when Ariel said he was here. And that's how big Keith is. Keith has millions and millions of followers, and people really don't he know. He talks so is. fast too, but he has he, a lot of content in. He literally changes people's lives. He I've seen him take restaurants that were struggling, that were getting ready to close their doors, and he happened to go eat their food, and they are now booming business. That's like a lot of power. Keith has so much power that's because he's power. authentic. He doesn't try to placate anyone. He doesn't try to hype himself up. He just keeps it chill, keeps it relaxed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Keith, good or bad, was in the A. Right. And decided to do what he do and to go eat. And how Keith does his thing is uh, because he's become so internet famous now, when he goes to restaurants, he doesn't go himself because he knows initially he's going to get mm-hmm. a different type of treatment. So he usually sends in people, his people to go in because no one knows what his people look like. His people are right. always kept off camera. Or All here was years, his sister. Right. Oh, and his mom. This time it was his sister and his mom. Okay. And people know what he looks like, know what his wife looks like. That's it. You won't know. Is what, it let me ask it, is it black people that know or everybody knows? Everybody knows Keith. He's changed restaurants for white folks. The the first time I heard about Keith, it was like because the he, place he goes, he doesn't he doesn't do clearly he doesn't do fine dining because you're not going in to get takeout from fine dining. No, he just does uh he does local restaurants and he does uh mom pop restaurants or whatever okay and so the first time i heard about him was years ago and it was a small white mom pop pizza restaurant that was getting ready to shut down in the midwest and oh, he wow. happened to be through there and, and where's he, he from i don't know okay yeah, i don't know what kids from but uh he happened to be in the same city went there ate their pizza not knowing that they were on the verge of shutting down talked okay. about how great their pizza was and you know, they are, they literally sold out within a week and they've been booming business ever since. Changed the whole mm-hmm. restaurant's life. So, you know, so Keith has no racial preference where he goes to eat. The season A, so you know the A is going to have a lot of uh, Negro-ran restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so his people try to go into a couple restaurants. And it wasn't just one. They tried to couple. go to several. Not a couple. couple. Of, yeah, there, not a couple. There was couple several. Two, there were yeah. several. Several restaurants. And they all had the same thing. They got in there. His mom and sister got couldn't call ahead. Couldn't call. First of all, you couldn't call ahead. Couldn't couldn't do DoorDash. Yeah. Wouldn't do takeout. When asked Mm -hmm. about the weight, the weight was told it would be like an hour and a half. And it varied on depending. Now, the one place he went to in College Park, they told him, they told him when the person came in that we were they were closing early to mm -hmm. do to do a deep deep cleaning. cleaning. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was another place he went to where, uh, they told his mom and sister initially there was an hour and a half wait. 
and there were people waiting in the parking lot. And then right. when Keith showed his face, they're like, "Oh, you can come in now." And he was like, "No, well, they were like, your okay, we'll be ready in five minutes." Yeah, yeah. Like, that not... was old lady gang. Yeah, yeah. There yeah. was like three different. So like old lady oh, gang. They, that they happened pulled... more than once. Yeah, yeah. There's oh. a video actually. Of somebody, somebody else was sitting in the parking lot waiting for their turn, and they okay. they recorded Keith talking to the owners like, "How you gonna oh. try to sit me when oh, all wow. these people out here sitting down waiting on their spots?" Okay, I didn't. So he's really one. caused a stir about how restaurants and fine and dining are done in the a and i want to get your perspective from a person okay. who loves food and your food and you've eaten all over no uh, decatur in atlanta and mm -hmm. i'm sure all of the places what's been your experience like in trying to eat <laughs> in the a when i first i mean when i first moved here 25 years ago i said the food was not good here right so i was like did these people know where what good food is because i've gone to places that were so oh that place is so good and maybe it was there were a lot of people there uh... but the food was not good so yeah, so people are talking about the vibe, not the food. Right, the vibe, not the food. I mean, we here in Atlanta, they will turn a grocery store into a disco. They will turn a <sighs> a Fridays into a club. I, I saw mean, somebody said that this morning that Atlanta restaurants are trying to turn themselves into clubs and not SPK, be restaurants. STK is a steakhouse. It is uh -huh. a club on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, wow. Thursday, Fridays, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Like I'm, I would be afraid to go. It's like diagonal to um Ocean Air, and you come out and it's like it's. A, and I don't know how people can eat because the music is so loud. It's Damn. like, okay, yeah, it's it's crazy. So, um, so when I do find a good place, I go there over and over. And Arrow, even like, there's we like to get fire pit pizza. We don't order the pizza. I get the salmon salad, and we get the um Arrow pizza, the salmon pizza. BLT. So yeah. I got her one. We split one on Friday night. And we were stood up in the kitchen eating it. She's so mean. And every bite, she's like, mm, this is so good. Keith, we need to go here. So she like, met, she like, sent him a, you know, a post, post it, whatever. Yeah. You need to go to Fire Pit Grill or Fire Pit Pizza in, um, in Grand Park. And even I've given them a review. It's like, I don't know how good the pizza is, but the, their salmon is like bomb. So. And what about their customer service? I don't know. I've never been there. I only get it on Uber Eats. Never been there. Oh, so you've never actually actually never been, been there. in there. Mm. Never been in there. So do you um, have any horror uh customer service experiences from eating out in there? Oh yeah. But it was fine dining. Like I was oh, at a really? steakhouse. Let's talk about it. It was my birthday, like 20 million years ago. And it was um which it was one of the steak. I can't remember which steakhouse it was. It wasn't Ruth's Chris, because that's my that's my place. Yeah. Um, bone, I think it was Bones. Um, not mm -hmm. chops, it was bones and they said, first of all, they put us down in the basement. That's um, where the you Negroes belong. Yeah. My one girlfriend was white. Her husband's black, though. So that, so that, she, that didn't count. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and then yeah. my steak. She was lost cold. her white card. Everybody else's steak was hot. Mine was cold. I was like, it's my birthday. I just wanted a hot steak. And I don't send my food back. I don't do that because I don't yeah, have I don't time to get my food. So I just never Not went back long. again. So that's what I do. I have a bad experience. I don't go back. I'm yeah, not trying to give sense. you no more chances. When I want to eat, I'm hungry. And I'm looking, I really look forward to, I like food. Like my mom never has good experiences when she eats out. Never, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. She says there's no good food in Atlanta. Um, but when I find something good, I eat, I go there over and over and over and Makes over sense. and over. Yeah. So yeah. from what you've seen, Keith Lee is probably not capping. And what he's, what he's depicting is. But see, I, so really I don't, yeah, I don't know because I don't call ahead. I, you know what I mean? I, if, yeah. I'm, I'm, if we're going, if we're eating, if we're going to dinner, it's an occasion usually. So we're doing. Probably a fine, fine dining. dining. Um, around or or just around our neighborhood, you know, like yeah, um, two four six, which is gr a great um, uh, Italian place, or you know, there's different places around here that you you have no problem getting in, or you make okay. a reservation, you do whatever, you get in, um, you get out. So, um, so food indicators popping, rest customer service indicators great, no issues. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, fine, no issues, and usually. Um, like the pizza place I was telling you about, Antico. No matter which yeah. one I choose, and we got Antico on Saturday, and it's it's the same at both locations. So the Gen Jeez. Lisa Gennaro is, so it's exactly the same. The crust is so good; they got to import that water from someplace too. So, so yeah. Now if they mess that pizza up, I'm like, oh man, where have I gone? Wrong? Don't mess your pizza up, Antico. I, yeah. I need that imported water pizza when I come down. Yeah, <laughs> the water from Italy or from. Wherever y'all get from your New Yorker from somewhere, so I don't. Yeah, so the call ahead thing, I can't. I can't speak on that because um, I don't do that. Now there's places that are not on DoorDash. Um, That's weird. Yeah, he was talking about places not being on. DoorDash. But I don't. I'm not a DoorDash person anyway. I'm an oh, Uber, Eats Uber Eats girl. Eats for, yeah. Yes, I'm an Uber Eats girl. So, so it sounds like the food that he did have. Well, he. I know he went to um, 
Atlanta. Um, he went to Atlanta Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and there was a place that I loved, the Petite Marche, just a little place, and um, off of Hosea Williams and Kirkwood. And they had this. Did I tell you? They had this sandwich. It was a French toast sandwich. Oh my like god! Thick French toast, like brioche. Uh, yes, brioche. Mm. You, you could get it with you know meat, eggs. So egg, I'll get bacon, yeah. egg, in between two big thick slices of brioche bread, um, hot um, syrup, and then sprinkled with powdered sugar. And I remember my the first time I god. saw it, it walked by. The person walked by me, and I was like. I was like, oh my gosh, what like the next yeah, time I get, get here, that. I'm getting that. And so every Sorry. so when I got it, I was like, oh my gosh, I have died and gone to heaven. And then I started eating it with the chicken sausage because I figured with the chicken sausage, every bite would be, yeah. you know, the French toast, the egg, the, yeah. the the meat. And it was even better than the bacon. Because chicken. every and their chicken sausage yeah. was so good. Well, she during the pandemic, she stayed open. Um, I would get takeout just, or I would just make donations just to support them. Yeah. Then she decided she wanted to get into real estate or something. Yeah. So she, cl- she closed, like she straight up closed down. Damn. And then the owner of Atlanta breakfast club bought it. He, he revamped it. Like he remodeled it and they opened and I went, they fucked up my sandwich. God damn it. Yep. Look at niggas. And I never shit. went back. I never went back. It's like, how do you mess up French? It was like too cinnamony. It was, I was like, see, uh, y'all mess with, next level. Mess with yeah. perfection. And I'll tell you one time I went in there because Arrow always got their turkey um, BLT or it was like a turkey sandwich or something. And they had really thin fries that were hot and crispy. And so one time I went in there and I ate and I got that. And I told the guy when I was ordering, because you would order and go sit down, they bring the food to you. So I said to the guy, I said, um, you know what? Whenever I come in here, I always get the French toast sandwich, but I'm going to get this. I'm going to get the turkey sandwich. I'm going to, I'm going to switch up. He was like, okay. When I went to leave, I wanted to ask for a box for my sandwich. He gave me a French toast sandwich. Oh, yes. I was like, I looked in the bag. I saw the foil. I was like, my heart melted. I was like, thank you so much. But I will say Atlanta breakfast club has a long ass wait. I've been there one time. I got the fried green tomato biscuits. I wanted to slap somebody. Somebody's (laughs) mom was, I was like, oh, they were so, I got, you got two, right? Of course my husband ordered a salad. He's the only, only salads ever been served at Atlanta Breakfast Club because they have like like French they have sandwiches like chicken sandwiches made out of French out of um waffles and you know they do their chicken and waffles like big giant Belgian waffle and chicken and everything is like clog artery clogging I'm clogging right and I was like well I guess I'll get the fried cream tomato they brought two I yeah. ate one there took one home as soon as I walked in the door I ate the other one but I haven't been back there since either because. The, the line, the wait was like, an, the wait was so long. So, because where it is, there aren't a lot of places to eat. It's right across from the aquarium. So, but they, um, they destroyed my sandwich. So whatever. So that's my experience. That's your experience. That's my so experience. some La Petite Marche was the, the shit. Petite Marche. Mm-hmm. La Petite Marche was the shit in Atlanta Breakfast Club fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Now, have you ever tried to recreate that sandwich at home? No. No, I have not. I don't, I have not. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, I guess I should because I have, um, I have made, I've done like on, you know what? Why I haven't done that? I have, um, Jackson's, (laughs) Jackson's guy came in. Love you too. Bye. I hate, hate, sorry. Jackson, take Ariel's um, ID. It's on the dining room table. So, Jack, we appreciate the guest appearance. We heard right. his whisper, yeah. his half whisper. Are you going back to school right now? No. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, never mind. Okay, bye. Anyway, I'm going to pause it. Sorry. Sorry. So, no, I made um, French toast with a with a big brioche bread for Christmas, like maybe like five years ago. I don't. Yeah. I, I've never I've never considered it. I haven't been able to find chicken sausage. I need to, actually my friend Brendan, who um, he has a company, um, Pop Menu. Mm-hmm. You know, every go you scan the the, men, the barcodes and the menu pops up. Mm-hmm. That's how all the restaurants called, do it up here now. Yeah, his his company's called Pop Menu. Sorry, my eyes bother me. Do you? Um, and he's friends with he, he. She was a customer, so he has her number. I want to say, can you ask her for the recipe? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> or do ask you, her where she got the chicken sausage at least. You guys have Lowe's Foods on there. Mm-mm. All right. 
so there's a rest there's a restaurant there's a grocery chain called lowe's foods they're kind of on the same level of whole foods okay so yeah if like whole foods is like neiman marcus and then lowe's foods is kind of like a uh a nice belk maybe or a okay. nice uh you know uh Sprouts? Yeah, not the next belt or something like Are that. They anyway, like, so they have like sprouts. No, sprouts is just a well. I know here sprouts is just a salad place. Are you serious? You know yeah, the sprouts market here. It's a market. It's mm. organic. No, not at all. Oh, it's like whole. It's like Whole Foods light. Yeah, so whole. So Lowe's Foods is a kind of anyway. The whole point is they have a large variety of chicken sausage or whatever from there. Whatever's kind of like their thing. Oh, okay. So you might want to check your, you know, hop on Amazon. No, I'm saying hop on Amazon to see if Whole Foods has the uh, chicken sausage and whatnot. Oh, okay. Because I'm sure they do. I'll ask. um, Or I can ask Brendan to ask her. Like, hey, ask her where she got her chicken sausage. So good. So I'm getting like a main distributor soon. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. She had a good... I went there the first time years ago, like maybe like 2010 or 11 because she had... It, she was across the street. And she was in a bigger space, and um, she had this chicken salad. It was like had chicken in it. And it had peanut dressing, and it reminded me of this of a, a salad that a girl I used to work with years and years ago used to make. And it was so good. And then, like she moved across the street into a smaller space. But anyway, anywho, so yeah, I don't know. As far as back to the Keith dude, I guess I'll start following him now. But he. He talks really fast. I was like, why is he talking so fast? And she said he has so much to say. He has to get it in under the time. And, and, like, and those close up, they kind of they kind of bother me too. So. And people say that's good for folks with ADHD because he just goes and goes and like to talk that people. fast. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, cool, got it, awesome. Oh, the people with ADHD were like, okay, got it. Yeah, got it, got it, good, appreciate it. Not the whole long drawn out part of things. Just oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like what he does a close up to the people like that. <laughs> I just like his monotoneness. I like his. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, because I feel I think he doesn't feel like he's doing it for the gram. He's doing it because okay. he likes to do it, and you know, just so happens that people like watching him do what he likes to do. Like one it. restaurant he went to, he gave a thousand dollar tip. So the owner says he does that a lot. He says it's for everybody, and he and he, he gave then he gave the server a thousand dollar tip too. Yeah, he's so one tip was for everybody. So what's he's, the largest tip you've ever given? I don't like. I don't. It depends on the bill, right? No, I mean I always do twenty five percent. I'm I'm just twenty five percent girl, so I don't. One time, my wife and I gave an eight hundred dollar tip. Why? Because she was cool. We liked her, and you know we always. Um, what? How much did you? Eat? We probably only spent like. Maybe a hundred bucks on what we and ate. you gave eight hundred dollar tip. So you oh no, I've never done that. Because we I've, I've never given like, a I've given up for you to pay a bill. <laughs> I give it up for you to pay all your bills. We uh you know, we believe in giving ten percent of our income, whatever. Okay. Right. So some people tithe it or yeah. people, but since we don't go to church tradition, we still believe in the law of giving. So the more you okay. give, the more you get. So no matter what, we still but that's give not why 10%. you give though. Huh? That's not why you give. Yeah, though, we don't right? give to get. We yeah. give because you know we I have. Give. So I like to give. I rather give. Yeah. It's better to give than to receive. So she was hella cool. We were just like, all right, cool. That's what's up. And we, I mean, we do so much stuff. That's the thing. That's what angers me when I see a lot of people do stuff for the gram. When I see people get out here and I hate they when they go help. Yeah, they help themselves helping the homeless. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you doing it to help? Or are you doing it to get followers? Right. Yeah. yeah, it's bad enough this person's in a de- in a depraved state. Yeah, that's. But you're gonna hate that. Videotaped on top right. of that shit. Yeah. You know, taking advantage of people in bad situations. That's some wild shit. Yeah, I think that's gross. But that kind of leads us into our next asshole who decided to take advantage of people into in bad state when he was 25. It does? Yeah. Oh, is that Mike Johnson? That is Mike Johnson. <laughs> okay, our new speaker. So he was born <laughs> in Shreveport. Mm-hmm. Um, he was born in 72. He earned his JD um, from Paul M. Hubert or Herbert. Hebert Law um, Law Center at, at LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Before, he had a legal career before entering politics. He was a constitutional lawyer, um, attorney and litigated high-profile cases, particularly related to religious freedom and pro 
life issues. Right. Why do we he, care about this guy, Trish? He's married and he has four kids. He does have four. Okay. Four, about this he has kid. four biological kids. Oh, bio yeah. kids. So the, you that makes it seem like he doesn't, he may have other kids that are not bio kids. Yes, he does. Which does. which Alexa, like I've all the search engines and stuff knew nothing about. Like, you know, a lot really? of times I'll go to Chat GPT and be like, okay. hey, just get give me the rundown. Chat GPT was like, we can't find anything past that last week. <laughs> Interesting. So who yes. does he say is his non-bio kid? Um, his name. Does he even say his name? Hold on. Um, let's see. His name. What is his name? Did I have it written down? It just keeps saying his name. It says, <laughs> no African-American son shows up in any of the family photographs on the Johnson's ho um, house website or on his personal Facebook page. Nor does Michael, um, let's see. Oh, oh, and they don't think he went through a lengthy adoption process. Mm -hmm. So what is it? What's the man's name? I don't, Shane, did you find anything with his name? No, nope, not at all. I would think. Oh my gosh! They're keeping the name private for the sake. Well, of I know the kid wanted. I mean, I hit the grown Jack. man. I'm sorry because he didn't want to be like no. he was like. Don't my name is Bennett. Don't put me in it. Oh my gosh! But why I is the no... story? Why is the story weird to us, Trish? This story is weird because he was like he's only 11 years old. 11 years older, and it doesn't appear that he went through for, through a formal adoption. He just no, did one of those doesn't. things like, you know, okay, you're mine. Yeah, and just took them. I think in other places we call that kidnapping is yeah. what that, that term is correct. And he did it under the cloak and dagger of his evangelical youth ministry, which is typically what um these folks like to do. Right. And he it's the lies that will go around the story because the lies was that he was married and him and his wife decided to adopt this child. Right. When in reality, it looks like he took custody of the kid when he was still in law school. Oh, did he? Because here yeah. it says they got they got married and then they adopted him. Yeah. No, that's not claimed. They they didn't meet until 1998. They got married in 1999. He okay. kidnapped. I mean, excuse me, took custody. <laughs> Of this kid in 1997, and in 1997 he was a 25 year old single law student. So, what in the world does a 25 year old white man need? Single white man need with a 14 year old impoverished black child? Um, and is that rhetorical? Do so under the cloak and dagger of illegal activities. Because it wasn't done legally. It wasn't on the up and up. Yeah. There's no agencies. There's no right. paperwork. There's no paper trail. So you kidnapped the kid. Lied about when you kidnapped the kid. And made your wife lie about when you kidnapped the kid. That's right. what's crazy about this shit. Is she met him after he'd already kidnapped this kid. Mm. And she went along with the lie. But all right. Right. She went along with this. This is crazy. This is the people y'all put in charge of our government. Okay. Second this in line. Or third, yeah, third, third, third in line. Third no, in line presidency. Yeah, because he's president, behind vice president, speaker of the house. So third, third and in. second in line. Take president doesn't count. Ah, she second gave the line. presidents already in there. Yeah, right. so second right. in line. Yeah, yeah. Speaker of the house. Yeah. Yeah. So this child molesting, kidnapping ass motherfucker. Allegedly. Allegedly, kidnapping. Allegedly, child molestation. Connoisseur. I guess that's how they. Somebody said. I guess that's how you do things in Louisiana. <laughs> I guess so. And it's weird that his big platform is anti-LGBTQI when this Since he screams, yeah. Everything that, you know, whenever somebody's anti, that's what they are. Because you hate yourself. That's what I right. hate. People. Yep, 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 yep. You hate yourself. So, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know who our new Speaker of the House was, yeah. now you do. He adopted Don't... a boy who was as tall as him. <laughs> Why? Why? As tall as him. Why? Are you giving him a Why? better and if life? It was, and if it was just, and if it was, God knows, if it was because he was just this kind-hearted white man who wanted to help this poor little black boy, why do it illegally? Why not do it legally, you mean? Why not? No, I'm not why, either or, same question. Yeah. Why do it illegally? Why not do it legally? Like, it's, 
Why the cloak and dagger? Why the hush and hush? Why the lies afterwards? Mm-hmm. You know, why bring your wife into the lies afterwards? Why bring your children into the lies afterwards? Because you, uh, you got four kids. So they four, all got to lie about it. Or biological. Yeah. So yeah. they all got to lie about the story. And they know that this has been daddy's little touch toy, allegedly. Oh, for no, you know. I, actually, I'm no, no, I know I'm not alleging that. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he thought he was doing, you know, like the people go over and do. But what is it called when they go was, over to other countries and? Do oh things? my gosh! What? You made me think about the new Netflix documentary. What's that? Have you seen that um, documentary that's coming out about the missionary faith that's nurse? Uh uh-uh, uh what's it called? Uh, I think it's called Capturing the Killing Nurse. What? Never heard Is of that it. what it was? Is it out yet? Yeah. Uh, let's see. What's it called? Saver Complex. Oh, sorry. okay. Saver Complex revisits the case of Renee Batch. Okay. Renee Batch um, is a white woman who moved to Uganda posing as a fake doctor, ran a fake clinic, having hundreds of Ugandans come to her for help, killing hundreds of people along the way. And now she has a whole fucking documentary because she was saying she was doing it for the right reasons to try to help people. Like Jim Jones? People are saying this is a case of white supremacy at its peak. Is a white woman moving to Uganda posing as a fake doctor, running a clinic, killing hundreds of black killing hundreds of Africans and then getting documentary to talk about it. Wait a minute. She got the documentary to talk, talk about it? She's yep. not in jail? Nope. So it's not an expose. It's her doing it. She got the doc- documentary. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, that that's some wild shit. That shit cray. That shit cray. <laughs> That shit crazy. Can you, ima- can you imagine some black woman or man going to some small European town posing as Norway, a Norway, <laughs> Switzerland, town. Finland, one of the Slovakias somewhere, <laughs> and just lying and killing hundreds of white people? No, fake doctoring, and then just freely going back to the U.S. No. Mm-hmm. and then getting a documentary about the shit. No, if ever. Goodness no. gracious. As yeah, as if. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, so that's out there. You know what I mean? That is out here in these streets, the Renee mm. Bach story. And you've that, seen it? Or no, it hasn't come no, out? No, I just saw just saw the advertisement for it. So yeah, HBO. Okay. It's not on Netflix. HBO oh, it's, Max. It's Max. Okay. HBO Max. Um yeah, it's called Saver Complex. Well, I'll have to catch that then. Um, Virginia, shout out to Virginia for creating her. She's a Virginian. Who decided she wanted to go on a mission to help the malnourished children of Uganda? And you know, why go to medical school? I mean, you can just surpass that because you know, I'm white, and so I know exactly what it means to be a doctor. And so I'll go over there and just fake like I'm a doctor. And because I'm white, I've been, I've been to the doctor before. I've been so. to the doctor before, so <laughs> why not? I'm you know? doctor adjacent. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Look at me, blonde hair. I know what I'm talking about. And then these hello, yeah. Country, leaders in this other country are like, oh well, look at this blonde haired white woman from America. She must be a doctor because she says she is. So let's let her set up a clinic and let's oh let her start gosh. just she set up killing. a clinic. Set up a clinic. People are coming to her thinking they're getting help, they're getting killed. You know what I'm saying? She over there on her phone Googling, Googling how to fuck do shit. You know what I mean? With spotty Wi-Fi service in Uganda. She's on <laughs> she's on YouTube. She on YouTube. <laughs> There's gotta be that's gotta be on YouTube. Every time she tells him, hold on, let me go into my office. She on she on YouTube. I wonder if we pulled up her YouTube search engine. What would that look like? Oh um, my how to <laughs> stitch a, a cut. How <laughs> how to treat a yeah. cold. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. You laugh about it now, but she that's crossed scary. the across hundreds hey, of lives. You know what's hot topics? Is I don't know if this is true because my mom told me. Gabriel Union and Dwayne Wade are getting divorced. I would Did you hope. hear that? I, I, you know what? I hope not, because those two fuckers that. need each other. They need Mom to stay together and keep their crazy up. concentrated into one little camp, because they are built for each other. Um, um, let's see. 
That's what my mom said yesterday. Let's see. Because we don't need them out here. I don't see anything about that. She's so funny. Affecting other people with their craziness. Okay, let me see. I just typed her. Let me see in Dwayne Wade. Yeah, no. Everyone thinks no. that they put an end to divorce speculation by showing up on the red carpet together, being all super mushy. Well, oh, so apparently okay. there was some speculation about it. People were whispering about it, but they quote those rumors. My eyes hurt so bad. Hold on, I'm gonna take take me off. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know what got into my eyes. Dwayne Wayne Gabrielle Union divorce looming as they allegedly blah 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. So there yeah. was something. There was something. This says as they looming as they allegedly have split up. Okay. But that yeah, you're I mean, right. We're they, taking a break before. I said we had a whole break, baby. You know, that's when break oh, right, right. Like before. like Rachel and Ross. I was on a break. Oh, yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of friends, of, yeah. Uh, Speaking of friends, yo boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, we talked about it on our Patreon a little bit yesterday, but yeah, you know, he decided yeah. to take that big hot tub swim to the sky. Hush, don't say that to me. Don't say that. Oh yeah. man. Did yeah. you see when I sent you the <laughs> the no. joint I sent you? What'd you say? Uh, the meme. No. With his face, it said Deadpool. And he, that is terrible. That's not funny. Christian was like, Why would you send that to her? That's like, not funny. Funny. That's, That's not funny at all. And he was sitting there with a little heart. You know how Deadpool holds a heart? But in the heart, it was like a hot tub. He was holding the hot tub in his hand. And it said Deadpool with Matthew Perry's head on it. I thought it was. You'll see it pop up right about. Wait, it's going to be right, right there. I'll put the picture up. Right. Where's it gonna pop up on this screen? Yeah, when I edit it, I'll put a picture right there. Boom. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, is it going to pop up right now? Uh, That's not it, nice. Yeah, Don't yeah. do that. Don't do that. That's not okay. nice. Um, that's Fine. not nice at all. But yeah, that's sad. I mean, it's. I think it's. I think it's sad. So say no, what you good. want about friends. They it's stuck, not their fault. They, they stuck. They, no, they, they stuck together. They stuck together when it came time to negotiate their contracts. They they were united front. It wasn't yeah, like contracts they should have never had in some, the first place. Okay, whatever. I enjoy friends. I still watch friends. So say what like again, say what you want. Traitor. I laugh at friends now, and Joey and Phoebe were my favorite. Do you laugh at living single now? Actually, living single is on what you call them? It's on uh it's on syndication it? a couple networks. It's on yeah, TV it's one, on it's on uh, TV one because you I asked you where you watched it, and you said you watch it online. I was yeah. like, it's on TV one. I was watching it last week. It was the one with Eartha Kitt. There you go. <laughs> as long as you're giving yeah. them your syndication views. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Then. I watch, yeah, I watch um, I watch Different World and Syndication, obviously Cosby, and then um Living Single. Overton's is which iteration, which iteration of Different World do you like? Do you like the one where it's just them when they were young, when they first went to college? Do you like the iteration where they were getting I like when older? I like, like, I like when they're older. Or do you like the one where they come back as teachers and that's when Jada Pinkett and Tupac and everybody's on those seats? I like that one too. Yeah. I like that one and the one before that. Like when, 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 um, when Dwayne, Dwayne, yeah, Dwayne and Whitley to, came back from to Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. Kiku, Kikalu. Yeah. Most definitely. Or when I didn't appreciate when, like, that breaking her wedding thing up. So. I mean, you know, I don't know if you can do that military wedding. If that was a real military wedding, he'd have all his military friends there. I don't know if you just gonna get up and poke your chest out like that with all his homies there. Yeah, the military dudes uh, would have hemmed him up and drug him outside real quick. Well, I was in a military wedding when, when there was an objection. What? Like a real objection? It was the it was the groom's mother. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Well, I mean, they can't hem up the groom mama, but God no. damn, boy, that's a hell. Yeah, are they still together? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's that might be like some spiteful still together shit. Because even if like she wanted to leave, she'd be like, "Nah, your mom ain't going this fucking argument. Fuck her." Like, that's yeah. Crazy. What do you do when your mama stand up? So what did the groom do when his mom stood up and said, he "Cried." Ooh. What did she do? She told him it'll be all right. She kept- <laughs> <laughs> like, look, nigga. No, we about to leave. We about to go fuck. Calm down. Hey, watch your mouth. Um, yeah, she they was definitely. like, all right. Like, look at me. Look at me. You look know? at me. This, you look about to me. get all of this. Okay. She about to die soon. Don't yeah. worry about it. No, 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 no. It was it was bad. It was it was a I can she, imagine. It it was a she had a mental break. So how was did you go to the reception? 
Oh man, the reception. We were was <laughs> those there old you? people that was those it? old people that reception, they were like, because there was a there was a delay because they had to take care of things. And um at the reception, those old people were like, Look, I gotta take my medicine. And we were handing out rolls and <laughs> rolls and drinks <laughs> so people could take their medicine. That funny because their um their reception was a luncheon. So wow. So the mom stood up and said, No, nah, I don't want you marrying my son. You heifer. Mm-hmm. You and what she that. said, what and exactly what she said, it depending on who you ask, varies. What did you hear? I, she said it very softly, but I thought she said, "I don't want my my son to marry this atheist." Mm. And, and what does other people hear? My dad said, "She said, Lord, don't let the, my son marry this bitch." <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that don't even sound like. Do yeah. not make, do not make this a clip. Do not. Okay. The other part will be a clip because mm. that is funny. No, 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 no. This should have been Patreon. <laughs> oh yeah. man, the so. mama said, "I don't want, I don't want my son." Did they have grandkids? Oh yeah. Uh huh. No man. I wonder if this. Yeah, they've been married for twenty. They've been married for twenty million years. Yeah, I mean, how, when do you forgive your mom for that? At one point in time, do you do you forgive? Oh, I think he forgave her right then because of, you know, right then. Wow. I mean, not right. I mean, I don't know right then. He, it, it again. This should, yeah. I, My petty is too strong. Yeah. I would not no, be able to she, forgive. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. So you're blaming it on the mental health of the mom. I'm not saying anything else. I'm just asking questions. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm done. I'm done with that. Question answer portion of this segment's over. That is funny. All right, let's get into our main topic. Our main topic is something that we know well. (laughs) Exploitation of workplace generosity. Have mercy. Have you ever been taken... Do you think you've been taken advantage of? Like your generosity at work has been taken advantage of? Of course. Of course. When you try to, you know, when you, especially when you first join an organization, you know, join a company is like being in a relationship. Don't start a vibe you don't want to maintain the whole time. Right. Right. And so you join a company, you want to put in a good effort and put in extra hours and you want to set a good example. So you take on extra projects and the company's like, oh, shit, this person's doing the work of three people and we ain't got to pay them for the work of one. Let's pile on some more on top of them. And then you don't want to say no because you're sitting there trying to, you know, make a good example and trying to move up the corporate ladder. So you just get exploited. Your generosity to do more work just gets exploited continuously, nonstop until you break. Yep. 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 And then people are like, oh, what's what's wrong with Shane? What's wrong with Shane? Why does he want to take on more projects now? Well, I'm sorry. I know my worth now. I know my worth. And. My worth is work of one person, not three. Right. So, so generosity um, can be exploited in the workplace in various ways. Here are some examples and ways to avoid slash rectify such exploitation. So excessive workload, um, the expectation can incur when employees who consist- consistently go the extra mile are given more work without fair compensation. To avoid mm. this, it's essential for employees to set clear boundaries and communicate when their workload becomes unreasonable. Facts. And employers should ensure the work distribution is fair and reasonable. I hear that all the time. I just heard that from a friend the other day. Um, she was saying that they're hiring, they're hiring a contract sales recruiter. And she was like, what about when I needed help? Like this other mm-hmm. person's getting the help they need. But mm-hmm. when it was her, it was like, oh, she can do it. She can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's superwoman. That's what we are, right? Save a you set the standard. Yeah, you set the standard of being superwoman in the beginning, yeah. so they expect you to be superwoman the whole time. But she's asked for help, though, because some people are superwoman or part of the Save a Ho tribe, but they don't ask for help. She has asked for help, and it's, you know what I mean? But are you asking for help now after you've already set the standard of being able to be superwoman? Well, while somebody else comes is that, in, is that unfair though? I mean, well, I mean, is it not well, okay to do that? Like to, to do it, but like, okay, I know I did it before, but I can't continue to do that. So, like I said, don't set the standard of a vibe you can't match. You know what I mean, yeah. don't don't be telling me when we dating that we are gonna be knocking okay. it down every okay. day, and then we know we five years in now it's once every two five months. years in. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on okay. now, like the standard was set in the beginning. You set okay. the standard of taking on all these projects, doing all this work. 
yeah. all this were being being top notch. Well, I think she had help at one point. Then she lost the help, and then she kept asking for help, and then she got it, got it back again, but not to the extent that this other person's getting it. So, um, lack of recognition. So, generous employees who regularly help their colleagues may not receive the recognition they deserve. So, employers should acknowledge and appreciate their efforts through praise, awards, or promotions, creating a culture of recognition. So, and by rewards, we do not mean pizza parties. Yeah, no pizza, no, yeah. Don't, yeah, don't, don't, no motherfucking, like, you know, Chipotle day. Uh, <laughs> no fucking, Even like, though I like food, know. so that's good. Yeah, food. don't, no mellow mushroom Wednesdays. You or, guys have mellow mushroom? Yeah. You guys got mellow uh, mushroom down there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't, let's not, let's not placate these grown ass people that's working for you. Right. If you're going to show recognition, cut a check. We'll even take yes. a gift card. Yes. To a nice place. Yes. You know, Visa gift cards, not any specific, right. like, no McDonald's gift cards, no Chick-fil-A gift cards, unless right. you got, like, $200 on that motherfucker. Yeah, right, because you'll need, yeah. yeah exactly. Speaking of that, speaking of inflation or things that are expensive, so I'm a, I am a eggnog, a holic. Ah, uh, do you when put I was, real alcohol in your eggnog? No. Okay, so let me tell you a couple stories. So um, when I was pregnant with Ariel, um, I went to, let's say I went in in November in a, I went back from a month later and I gained, um, like before I'd been getting like a pound or two pounds, I think I gained like five. Ooh, went hard. And so, the, so the nurse said, what have you been doing differently? I was like, eggnog. And she was like, switch to low fat. I was like, okay. <laughs> it's like eight, five pounds for eggnog. <laughs> so like it. I was, oh, and as far as it being spiked, once I spiked it with, um, with a, a, a dark rum. I think it was from Puerto Rican dark rum. I can't remember what it was. Something. And I was, was a little heavy handed on it. Right. Ooh. And so I, I sat on the counter. I was baking cookies. Oh, After that, tell told you me this? this. You told me yeah. the story off camera, but yeah. Did I? Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so Jackson, he was about two or three and he asked me for some eggnog and I was like, no, you can't have any. So I didn't push it back. So he took a, he took a swig and he was like, I don't know why you said I can have any. I like it. <laughs> so I was like, yo, let me get some of this, bro. So I was like giving him water and trying to, you know, like make flush sure it out. Flush it out. And then I, when I was done making the cooks, I would look. At, I went looking for him, and he was in between the ottoman and the floor and the couch. Like he was on Knocked the floor out. in between the. We have a big long leather ottoman. Yeah. Passed out. I felt so bad. I never spiked my eggnog again. Not probably until. I mean, you know, he's almost yeah, eighteen. You can handle so he was now. yes. To, no. Unless I knew I was by myself. No, I mean he. They were still like. I'm talking about a couple years ago because I just yeah. was like, I'm not doing it again. So, oh, yeah. you're such a better parent than me because, and, you know, I make edibles. And mm -hmm. one of my early times, so Sean Christian, so my boy, he just turned 14. Mm -hmm. So he probably was like six or seven around this time. And so I made a batch of cookies. And usually I make the cookies when they are asleep. like asleep or in the bed or late at night, especially when they were younger. Now I do it whenever because they grow. They know what we right. is. They don't matter. Um, and so made this batch of cookies. And so there was still some crumbs left on the pan. But I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, whatever. It's just crumbs. And so I bag up the cookies, put them away. Um, we're upstairs. And so it had to be like 1 o'clock in the morning. 1 o'clock in the hear, morning. Yeah. You just hear like this, like, crying. And I'm like, what? The fuck? And to go downstairs, Sean Christian went downstairs and took his finger and like wiped it across the pan, get all the crumbs off the pan and okay. licked his finger or whatever. Now, when you do that, there's also all the butter residue that's all on the pan as well. Okay. And all the butter residue that's in those crumbs. So he basically took like a whole shot of weed and was high. And, really? Oh my gosh. Yeah, he was high as fuck. He could barely walk. He was just like, staring, how old was he? Like seven. And he like just like kind of sat on the floor and was like, Daddy, I don't feel good. It's spinning. I'm like, I know, son. You'll be all right. <laughs> he just kind of oh picked him up. My God. Picked him up and put him to bed. And that was he was like, he took a hit. <laughs> yeah, he took a hit. He was okay. like, Yo, I'm not about this life. Oh was, my gosh. Oh my gosh. But you know, it was a, it, he learned he, my kids are wise, right? Because wise person mm -hmm. learns from the mistake of others. Right. My kids, after the whole Sean Christian incident, them motherfuckers don't even they have no desire, desire, no curiosity mm -hmm. by the weed at all. It's like, nah, we saw having Sean Christian. We yeah, but like, nope. No, no, like, no. Oh, I had a friend of mine, that, a friend of mine who um I used to work with, and she she took, ate a gummy, 
and I guess it was more potent, and she ended up in the hospital. That's funny. From, when people say they're going to go to dummy. Yeah. They, they feel like they're going to die. I remember the first time Christian got high, she did that. Because we're out with my brother, and <laughs> it was just a lot. And so uh -huh. we hit the vape, made her like take a big swig of vape. That was her first time hitting the vape. And she okay. like hit the vape, and then she ate uh shaped piece of a cookie okay. then we went out to eat at this uh it was like a brazilian style restaurant so this was, was before it, my wife was the food was, infused too or no no no, no. but okay. this was before she went vegan so she ate some, okay. ate some meat or whatever Ugh. and then she ate another piece of cookie after that and she was Ugh. like oh, i don't feel nothing so now this is her very first time using marijuana vape so not vape cookie food and then cookie cookie that oh. motherfucker hit her system at like Three o'clock oh, in the morning. God. It took that long. She was so yeah, I know why. That's crazy. It That's weird. She was so that high. is awful. And then the movie 28 Days Later was on the TV. And then oh, 28 Days Later is like this apocalyptic, yeah, the yeah, apocalyptic yeah, yeah. scare movie. She was like freaking vampire. out. Yeah, she was having a she was yo, I thought oh, it was the funniest thing in the world. Gosh, that's awful. That's awful. awful. That's like I had I wasn't high or anything, but I had um this is a new little spin because I had a literally I had a migraine last month. I didn't eat. I, I didn't realize I was just ripping, 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 and then I was like, well, I need to drink, eat something, drink something. When I finally did, I got a migraine, but it get, it caused vertigo. Oh, so it was like dizzy, awful. wizzy all over. Yeah, the when I close, I felt like I was drunk. When I lay down and close my eyes. The room was spinning. I was Ooh. like, oh no, that I can never let this ever happen ever, ever again. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. But anyway, back to the my eggnog thing. So I found a thing came up in my Facebook memories from like five, six years ago. I don't know, maybe, maybe longer, maybe nine years ago. And it was me with a, with a glass of eggnog. And it was October 30th. I was like, let me see if eggnog is out now. And it was $7.50 for a half a gallon. I'm sorry, $7.75. Is that Publix, not normal price eggnog? Publix brand. That's not normal price eggnog? No. Oh, how much is eggnog? Like, it's just like $3 for a half a gallon or something like, like oh, that. Oh, shit. That's for sure. Maybe three or four. You know, for, for a quart, maybe like three. And this wasn't even like, usually like there's the, you know, the, the national brands that are you always more because of the brand. Yeah. But um, my mom's like, you always shop at Publix. They're so expensive. But I went to, but I like Kroger brand too. So I, on Kroger, at Kroger was a lot cheaper. Y'all still have Kroger's? Yeah, that's not all the Kroger's up here shut down. But they're probably something else because that's the largest food chain, grocery store chain. They just have about different names. Uh, so okay, mm -hmm. I'm like, damn, we they're got no Kroger's Kroger. no more in North Carolina. They're, they're, so, they're still owned by Kroger. So, but anyway, um, no career advancement. Um, some gen generous employees may feel stuck in their positions and exploited. If their contributions are not leading to career advancement, so employers can provide opportunities for growth and development to those who consistently gener demonstrate generosity. Is that a reason to get promoted? Um, if that paycheck is nice with the promotion, mm -hmm. I mean, it then then it kind of justifies all your mm -hmm. brown nosing and taking on. <laughs> Or whatever, because now you've gotten the promotion. Now you're moving on up. But again, only if that pay matches the promotion. Don't okay. promote me, and then my pay only bumps up by two percent or three percent. What the fuck is that shit? You know, right. Like if we're gonna have a pay bump, then it needs to be you know fifteen percent, twenty percent. Mm -hmm. That's why you know. Side note of advice: Don't stick with the company more than three years. Move on, because you will never receive a bigger pay bump than you will when you're switching companies. Uh huh. You will be promoted. Raise, go someplace else. Yeah, exactly. If you want now, if you want like tenure and you want titles, then cool, stay where you at. But if and you be pissed that, every time we make you an offer, and you're like, that ain't even six percent. Like, exactly. You want that money? Go. You gotta go. You, you can leave go. a company. You can make twenty five percent bump in your income. Yep. You can stay with okay. a company. You ain't never gonna see that kind of bump nope. ever. No, unless you stay for a for a title and then you leave once you get that title and then that's even a bigger bump. So. Yeah. Um, unpaid overtime. Who does that? Who does? Oh yeah. yeah. Every salaried employee does that. that oh yeah, that's it. true. <laughs> what am I talking about? Every salary employee does um, that. Generous employees might volunteer for un. They might volunteer for unpaid overtime, leading to burnout. Employers should ensure that overtime is fairly compensated, and employees should be encouraged to report unpaid work. The biggest hustle Ooh. corporate America is giving you a salary 
and then making you work 80 hours a week. You would yep. make more money if you were an hourly employee. Yep, you sure would. Um, unequal distribution of tasks. Generous individuals may take on undesirable tasks or cover for others. Too often, employers should distribute tasks more equitable and colleagues should share the load by taking turns. Like, yeah. yeah, no, because you will have those colleagues who will take advantage. Always going to take advantage. Always. Always. They, they will distribute their load to everyone else. Yeah. And they ain't doing shit but leaving. And then loud as a motorbike, but wouldn't bust what? a grape in a fruit bite. You know, like, I, remember that time we were on our call that I did everything and the person was, and remember, I wasn't on the call because my, my girlfriend's mom had passed and we were doing, we were, the funeral was all virtual because it was during the pandemic. The COVID time, yeah. And she was like, it was Amy. I'm just going to say it. It was Amy. Amy's Amy. Amy, Amy. was like talking about, well, and then you, everybody, everybody got everybody an Amy. Texting, everybody was texting me like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> like, yo, Amy trying to take your shine right now. Right. And Amy did nothing. Every time I asked Amy to do something, she, it was, it was beneath her. She couldn't do it. Amy. Amy, can yes. you just do this? Like, if you could just do this, that would be a huge help to me. No, if, that, if it's going to help you, then I'm not going to do it. So, anyway. Amy. But Amy wanted you to help do everything, though. And there's right. always an Amy in your company. Amy's always going to try to get you to do her. Always work. an Amy. So, failure to promote self-care. Some generous employees may neglect their own well-being. May. They do. Uh, they may, let's see. Um, employers should promote work-life balance <laughs> and mental health initiatives, and employees should practice self-care. By that they mean employers, yeah. employers should prioritize you working more and having less of a personal life and having yeah. good mental health while you're working more. Right. That's what employers care about. Yeah. Right. Because um, they sure as hell don't care about you having a personal life. No, not at all. That's why we talked about that last week. That's why these companies I'll bring you back have everything. Office. We'll bring you back in the office and have all this stuff at at the office. You know, they don't want gym, you to daycare. Fun, playtime, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember I worked for um, Headhunter.net back in the day before they merged with um, CareerBuilder. I was like a 30th employee. And play, the place was a hellhole, but we had so much fun. And we at, every Friday at, at 3.30, it was, you know, beer 30. And those are the people I hung out with. Now, there weren't, there weren't the country, the, what do they call it? The comfort, what do they call Comfort creatures, creature, creature oh, comforts. Creatures are comforts, yeah. So, yeah, but. But we enjoyed being together, so we were always together. So, but but then once they merged, then their office was like a playground because they had you know because they had money. So they had more money, yeah. money. I was gone by then, so. I think I interviewed with the company that uh, one of the interview during the interview pitch, they talked about how they have like Nerf gun wars on the yeah. days. They, yes, because there was just a wall full of Nerf guns. I was like, "Why is there a wall full of Nerf guns?" They're like, "Oh, well, the owner he likes to have fun some days, so he'll just come in and grab a Nerf gun. Then we all know it's time to have a little Nerf gun war, <laughs> and then we'll just we'll take like 30, 40 minutes just running around shooting each other with the Nerf guns. So awesome." Well, years ago, the guy who introduced me to my husband, thanks Dana, he says he's a black Chuck Woolery. <laughs> I had set him up on an interview for this dot com company out of Philly. And he didn't yeah. like he didn't like the fly, so he drove. And I was like, Dana, if you drive, do not tell them you drove since they gave you a ticket. Well, he let it slip that he drove. He was in a suit because he came from from um from um telecom. Yeah. So you know what I mean? He was used to being buttoned up. They were barefoot, he said. <laughs> you looking like the old stiff guy and, there. <laughs> and tossing a nerf football around. He was like, it was it was like a like not a, it was not a love match. It was yeah. not a love connection on either side. They were like, hell no. And he was like, oh and then he'd drive 12 hours back. Why didn't he fly? He's a he's he's I don't know if he don't likes to fly now, but he did not like to fly. Interesting. So, I always find it weird when people say that. Like Whoopi. You know, Whoopi doesn't more like people, fly. yeah, John Madden didn't like to fly. One of the most yep, famous football coaches. Yeah, they had a big bus all the time. But more people die in car accidents than they do from plane crashes. Well, like, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a fact. It's, it's not. It's mental, right? It's yeah, like, it's all but, mental because you yeah, go, I'm high up there. But think about it. It's not That's logical. The beauty of it. If you die, if your plane crashes, please don't don't do this. You die. It <laughs> ain't no question. You are done. It's a wrap. If you get into a car accident, you're risking. You can lose limbs. You can break shit. You can fucking be paralyzed. Mm-hmm. It is like life after a car accident can be a lot worse than life after a plane crash. Because ain't no life after a plane crash. It's yep. just, you just done or whatever. So, All right. Last, last one. Manipulation. Employers and colleagues Ooh. might manipulate ger- generous individuals into doing their work. Employees should be aware of, a, of manipulation tactics and report them. Okay. Yeah, that's called being a team player. While employers hey. should discourage such behavior 
So. No, they encourage it. They're like, we, let's get together <laughs> as the team. Let's collaborate. You hear words like collaboration. Right. Words like teamwork. You hear mm-hmm. words like sharing the load. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are all manipulative terms that are used by employers to make you do work for your fellow employee. Yep. And and when and when somebody is supposed to be helping you, you end up doing their work too. Ooh-wee. Those Amy's boy. Those Amy's. And not just Amy's, because we were working on something last year where we had some people that were supposed to be getting sourcing for us. And we were like, what are they doing? Are they in the phone book? Like, and you can't say anything, right? Because I made the mistake of saying something and the and the manager was like, Oh no, that's not how we talk about our, were our those, colleagues. Were those the Offshore, the, the Carloses in the, uh, which ones were them? They were offshore. The, which which offshore? Which shore? Costa Rica. Ah, uh, the Costa Rica. Yeah, that's what I said. Carloses. Carlos. It was, but it was it was lady. It was it was. Lady. I know. And I got into it one with one of them because I was oh because then you put people on. You know, remember working with that tracker? You put people on mm-hmm. there. Like I, I found that person. I'm like girl, bye. Yeah. That is a friend of mine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or I worked with that person before. Like whatever. So I'm like, but who cares? Because it's not like we're getting credit. Nope. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter at all. So anyway. Yeah, don't um, get manipulated by a company. See the warning signs. See yeah. the red flags. Right. You know what I'm saying we all got so, red flags. We see red flags for relationships. See it at your job too. Yep. So how to avoid or rectify it, have clear communication. Employees should communicate their limits and employers should have open dialogue about workload and expectation. So this can help clear, um, clarify boundaries and prevent exploitation. Uh, also establish policies. Organizations can establish clear policies regarding overtime recognition and workload distribution to prevent exploitation. Um, these policies should be communicated and, and enforced consistently. So, and then encourage a, a culture of collaboration. Yeah, employers can create a culture where collaboration and generosity are valued. Ah, there it for is. Granted. This fosters an environment where everyone benefits from the spirit of generosity. Mm-mm-mm-mm. So, even this, at, so at the end of the article, it still says, "Go ahead and be manipulated into doing other people." Well, I kind of took the article and spun it on its head, um, but but I, I found it. Um, I found the original article in Psychology Today, and Julianne Brine, PhD, is the person who wrote it, so I'm going to give her attention. The actual um, title is When Generosity Leads to Expectation at Work. Why is so much often asked of people who already give the most? So, anywho, don't be a sucker. Don't be is, a sucker. should have been <laughs> the title of that article. Because they you know, will exploit you. Mm-hmm, they will. So anyway, all right. So that, that, all right, we're making good time. So what do we have coming up or, or, and where, where can they find us? Yeah. You can find us on the Twitter, the X, whatever you want to call it. Find us on the yard stream yard. Find us on your stream platforms, your Spotify's, your titles. Find us on any major streaming platform. If you can't find us, Alexa and motherfucking uh, Siri can find us. Uh, they know who we are, so I holler Google, at them. Google can too. Know what I'm saying Google can too. I mean, oh, speaking of AI, don't forget to check out the latest season of American Horror Stories, the second episode. Boom. Apparently, that's very AI based. I'm looking forward to the next. Let me think about look forward to the next Black Mirror season or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, you can find us on YouTube. Please like, subscribe, smash that button. Go ahead and subscribe to us on Patreon. It's $5, bro. You spend more on snacks today. You, you spend more on snacks um, today. You spend more on coffee because my husband spends $7.97 every day on his espresso. Every day, like a clockwork. $2,900. Yeah, so follow us on Patreon. <laughs> Go follow us there. Give us that five bucks. You can hear us talk that shit a little bit more uh, in our uh, comfort of uncensorship. Imagine Shane uncensored. Imagine me uncensored. That's what it is. Imagine <laughs> Trish letting us in, telling us just a little, just a little things, bit, telling just us things bit. that she wouldn't tell us on here. That's what just we get a little bit, just, just a little bit, cracking the door, just a little bit. Um, get to know us a little bit better on there. Or mm-hmm. Yeah, get to we know us. Yeah. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate yeah. those who've been with us since the it's beginning. Like therapy, yeah. You know, we've gotten we've gotten better and better. We appreciate you being patient. It's like watching your child grow up. Yes. Watch us grow. No. It's like watching Blue Ivy, the first concert and the last one. You know, Blue Ivy done got confident. Mm-hmm. 
I saw yeah. something where Jay Z was talking about how proud he was of her, not necessarily because yeah. of her state shit, but because how she was born into a life she didn't ask for. Exactly. And was born into a life of scrutiny and has as, even as a baby, her, even as a baby, even as a babe. Talk about her hair. Talk about a baby's hair. People have no hair. humanity. And now look at it. now all y'all now getting leave to look like now look at her. Right. Oh gosh. Jesus. Right, People are harsh. So anyway. Yeah. All right then, my friends. See you soon. Thank you, Shane. Appreciate y'all.